If you have lost something that was really important to you, something that was a part of your world, of your identity, can be a person, can be a job or your health, and you're facing now this possibility of having to start all over, to reboot your life, you probably noticed how many negative beliefs of I'm not good enough, I can't have what I want, it's not safe to go for what I really desire, can hold you back. Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. Well, Hillary, it's so nice to have you on the show. After last time, it didn't work out. So I'm glad this time it worked out. So thank you for making the time. Well, as I said, I was laughing. Thank you for, for letting me come on because last time I was double booked with two doctors and I thought, Ooh, you know, which way is right, which way is left. It was the craziest thing. So you were very understanding and it's so nice to be here this morning with you, Dr. Friedman. Well, thank you. Uh, we want to talk about that, what's going on in the world right now quite frequently, which is relaunch, relaunch after the pandemic, after everything people have been dealing with, many had to really start thinking about, okay, what now? I have to restart my business, I have to restart my relationships, maybe even uh, re, uh, you know, settle themselves somewhere else in the country. A very challenging topic, because this is usually something that gets us right out of our comfort zone. It makes it hard for us to, uh, you know, maybe at times believe that we can do it because we've been working so hard on getting to where we were and then everything is taken away. Now, you are someone who has really been focusing on helping people to relaunch their careers, their relationships. Why? Why did you focus on that topic? So I think my uh, my journey is probably very similar to your listeners. It really has to do with all the all the transitions that come to us as we're getting a little older. You know, we're we're entering what I call the mid zone. And by the way, I have to I have to interject. I just read that the mid zone midlife is now anywhere from thirty eight. 38 to 58. So it is a big zone. So for those that are listening, whether you, you haven't hit the zone yet or you're out of the zone, <laughs> this is all for you. So your, your question is so interesting because I was going through many transitions of my own. I had uh, gone through a divorce. I had three little kids a single mom. I had already worked in the corporate world for 10 years, uh, high tech Silicon Valley, dog eat dog world. And I had launched over 20 years ago, a consulting coaching business for executives and CEOs. And so I was going through all of this, you know, fast changes, things were happening. I ended up getting melanoma. Um, thankfully we caught it early and then there was a series of family situations that happened. And most recently, I lost my mother suddenly to cancer. 
Um, and that was very unexpected because the women in my family lived well into their hundreds. Mm. So I want to preface this with my identity of how long I was going to live was in the hundreds. Like I, I, I'm barely in my halfway point. I'm barely at that exact, you know, mid zone point. <laughs> and I, I assumed I had, you know, all this time. And then my mom passes at 78 and it really shook my inner core. And I've launched businesses. I have coached people, uh, if not thousands of people to have successful launches of their business. But there was something that I always did from the time, and it might be based around, you know, my psychology degree in college. I always made sure that I was focusing not just on let's get you to the, you know, corner office, let's get you to have that successful exit. But it was what's a little bit deeper? What's deeper inside of you that really matters? What's at the core? You know, mm. we always hear about the core and athletics, like, you know, you gotta, you know, really strengthen your core, but what about you? What about the intangible core? What about the, you know, that part of it? And so I started to have this journey with the ups, the downs, and I had positive relaunches. I had new marriages. You know, I had my kids graduating. I had, you know, all these amazing things. And I thought, wow, what a wild ride. I wonder if others are having the same thoughts and feelings that I do. And so I created a concept that I'm sure we'll get into called the 3HQ to help people figure out how to successfully, successfully get through those really awful times and feel like there was a silver lining around it. Mm, that's beautiful. Now, what makes this awful for us? You know, psychologically, why do you think we are so hesitant or opposed to reinvent ourselves or relaunch ourselves? Sometimes we are holding on to things even though we know it's not good for us just because it's familiar and more comfortable. So I've been a huge fan of neuroscience for over 10 years. And wow, has that field changed incredibly. I mean, all the way from when I first got into it, they were saying people had 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And just recently it's come back and it's like, no, no, that's not true. It's actually closer to 6,000 thoughts a day, which by the way, is still a lot. But here's the thing that I have really come to realize is that we have these thoughts and they are on automation. And it's because our the way our brains are set up. And I thought, well, we always are told to change our thoughts. Hey, just be happy. Just, you know, kind of look at the, look them through, you know, rose colored glasses. And I noticed that a lot of my clients were coming to me and there was a tremendous amount of self-sabotage of they didn't, they were truly in a dislike uh, relationship with themselves. And maybe it wasn't every area professionally and personally, maybe it was one, maybe it was both. And I had been hearing from all of the big gurus out there, love your life, love yourself, love, love, love your business, all these things. And I realized you can't go from point A to point B. You can't do it. It's too big of a gap. 
And so what I wanted to do was create something that I could handle, that I could deal with. And I started to practice on my clients and my family. And I said, just try this. Try instead of trying to like, you know, be that always positive, give yourself a little bit of a break and say, I'm just going to like myself today. I'm not going to go for the love. I'm going to like myself and I'm going to move up the chain. I'm going to move from the emotions of potentially you might be going through a divorce right now. You might've just lost your job. You might have some blame and shame around what's going on around where you are in your life right now. And imagine if all of a sudden you could say, all right, I'm not trying to jump from like, I'm feeling really lousy about this event to I'm so happy about it. Like it's hard to do. So I created the three HQ around getting you up that ladder, but not having you to take, you know, three rungs at a time. And, you know, what I noticed is the first few, I'm like, okay, I did it with myself. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And then I started to do it with others. I'm like, wow, they're having incredible results. And what I realized is that there was something that was created. We all know about it. It was called IQ in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. It was huge. How smart are you? It's going to get you into colleges. It could even get you into the right marriage. It could get you into having that life that you want. But yet, many times it didn't. And then they came out with EQ, emotional quotient in the nineties. And it was all about your, you know, Hey, are you emotionally empathetic? Are you, do you read people well? And we leaned into that for a long time saying you had to be a leader with, you know, EQ, but there was also something missing. People were like, wait a second, I'm not having things manifest the way that I really ultimately want them. So in looking at all of these different situations and understanding human behavior and understanding we do have these, these negative thoughts that are going to arise, is it possible to work with, hey, lean into the heart, lean into liking yourself first, get out of your head and into your higher self, level up to your higher self. So the heart, the heart is the first of the three HQ, then the head is the second and it's a formula. And then when you get to that higher self with a lot of people are like, what is higher self? It's your best self. It's when you're operating at that higher level of energy and every emotion has an energy attached to it. And so that's where the three HQ came to be. And first and foremost, you do the three HQ within yourself. And there's awesome little, you know, exercises you can do that are super easy because if it's too difficult for me, I'm like, I won't do it. And then you can start to do 3HQ with your business and corporations can start to do it. And that's when the impact is not just individually, it's culturally. Now, you have to, of course, give us a little exercise that explains how to use it. But what I'm wondering is like, so you're saying basically the first step is liking yourself, which is for someone who has nothing left of what they identified themselves with. Really hard, especially those that feel like, you know, now I'm in my reboot or in my relaunch mode. So how do I find even access to liking myself? What do you uh, tell people that really feel like, you know, I don't know who I am because I don't have what I used to have. And I don't really like who I am because I'm blaming myself for what happened. How do people start that liking place? 
Mm, okay. So the first thing I always take people through is where did you think you were going to be at this stage in your life? Where did you think you would be? Because as soon as we realize that this is what I thought I'd have at this part, you know, at this like age in my life, you realize that you're beating yourself up because many times, and you know, Hey, by the way, for those that are where they thought they were going to be or higher, awesome. This will just take you to an even higher level. What we're all ultimately trying to get to the way I believe it is a lifestyle of success. A lifestyle of success is something that is determined by you, not me, not Dr. Frederick, not, you know, all these different, you know, I mean, it's, or Friedman, excuse me, it's all about, it's all about like, what do you ultimately want? And here's, here's this like secret. The secret is that you can get there, but realize that you are the one holding you back. There isn't this thing in the universe that says, and this is the greatest Dr. Friedman. And I, I don't want to get too like woo woo, but the universe is not saying, Hey, Julie, you're going to have this, but Sammy, you're not. It's Sammy's perception of what she can get in the world that needs to change. And unfortunately, it's running on autopilot. So to beat yourself up, to self-sabotage yourself, to, you know, really just continue to have that inner voice, it will keep you where you are. It will keep you stuck and in this mindset. So what I want you to realize is that we always talk about, hey, get out of your head, get out of your head. But that's actually the second step. First, it's just connecting with you and realizing, all right, I'm going to give myself a hall pass. I'm not where I thought I'd be. I'm not with the person I thought I would be. I might be divorced. I might not have the job. But at this point, stake in the ground. We're going to change it from today. Today is your official relaunch. All right. And that's all you have to do today. Just say, hey, I want a relaunch. I want something different. Then once you do that, where I focus is on those limiting beliefs, right? We have limiting beliefs. We have empowering beliefs. And when a thought, when you're young, when you're growing up, a thought is repeated over time with a feeling, with an emotion, when those two are together enough they're going to create something in your brain that creates your belief. And that belief is something that you are going to be looking around and making sure that you see everything that ties to that belief. You don't ever go above your identity and your identity is where your beliefs are. So that belief, think of it like a line, think of it like an arrow. And on one end of the arrow is your belief. On the other end is the identity. So if we don't start with understanding your belief system, with understanding how do you really feel about yourself? Do you feel like you're good enough? Do you feel like you're, you know, worthy of having love? Do you feel like, you know, you've got enough finances to be able to pay your rent, to be able to pay your mortgage? Or are you already coming from every morning this state of I'm deficient, I'm, I'm scarcity. I don't have that. I can't have that because that's what's running in your head. And that's, what's going to continue to be delivered to you. It's going to be continuing to come up. 
I always lose my job. I always lose my job. Boom. You end up losing. Oh, there it is. And you always are looking for, for this evidence that shows you what you ultimately, your belief system is. And so I take people through a process called the belief blaster, the belief blaster. And it's something that I've coined bugs and we all have bugs. All right. And bugs are beliefs underground surfacing. Okay. Beliefs underground surfacing. And these bugs come up at the most inopportune times, right? You're cranking, you're doing, you've got the momentum, everything is great. And then wham, something happens to bring you back down to where you were. And so when you can sit there and say, awareness is another one. Step one is like, hey, are you aware that, oh my gosh, what she's saying, what Hillary is saying right now, this happens every time. It might be with your relationship. I keep dating that guy. I keep ending up with the wrong one. I keep getting the job where I'm not supported. They don't, you know, they never acknowledge me. I can't ever get promoted. Those are the things you need to be thinking about because if any of those resonate, you most likely have a bug. And when you identify a bug, then you can blast the bug. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm like Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> you need to, you need to identify it. And then you need to, you know, call in the exterminator. And the greatest part is that I don't need to be your exterminator. You can actually do this on your own. And that's where, that's where you can then take control, right? You got to control the controllables and realize what is out of your control. And this is absolutely one that you can go down the path to say, all right, I think I got a bug. Raise my hand. I got a bug. You know, and I'm sure, you know, you're thinking the same thing, Dr. Friedman. I got some bugs. We all have them. I have them. And I've been doing this process for years. I just took one through my belief blaster, not even three months ago. And it came up based on my dad. My dad is very ill right now. And I feel, you know, like, oh my gosh, I could lose yet another, you know, one of my parents. Oh my gosh. And it's been such a short amount of time since my mom. And it brought up a lot of like insecurities. I'm like, there must be a bug here. What is it about this situation? And in digging and excavating, I figured it out and I took it through the belief blaster and it was all around my need to be good enough. For him, with him, I was like always trying to prove myself. I was always trying to like, you know, oh, if he thinks this is good, then I'll do one thing better. And it was exhausting. And now as he's, you know, ending his life and we've had this like whole change of our relationship, I realized I was, I'm still doing it. And so I, I took it through the process. And I mean, the tears flowed. It was incredible. But the next time I saw him, I'm like, oh, again. You know, I want to say this stuff works, right? It should be coined of like, hey, this stuff works. And it was a wonderful opportunity to share some things that I hadn't felt comfortable sharing before. And what do you blast the beliefs with? You blast the beliefs through a series of five steps. And it is the belief blaster process. And the first thing that you have to do is just realize, like we just discussed, an awareness. The second one is that you have to remember back to when you felt this way and also when you haven't felt this way. 
And it goes through a, a little bit more of a process there. And then there's this beautiful, beautiful process that I've, I've worked two amazing people into this. Dr. John Gray has a process of releasing emotional releases and Dr. Shannon Irvin has an amazing way to release it. And I kind of merge there to add a little bit more of my own. And that gives you an opportunity to emotionally let it go. But then the key is the next part. And the next part is when you, and I call it the relaunch flip, when you flip the script, when you realize that 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 limiting belief is no longer serving you and you need an empowering one. So you do the relaunch flip and last but not least, you rewire your brain and everyone wants a, you know, fast fix it solution, right? We want it to be fast. Well, I have to tell you, the brain doesn't work like that, right? And it takes approximately 62 to what I've now, you know, research wise has said almost 69 to 70 days of continuous rewiring where all of a sudden on a scan, you can see it dissolve. And you've now created this new habit, this new empowering belief. And you're now in the, in the, in the stream where you're like in your lane to start to see, to start to manifest, to start to see the lifestyle of success come true. And I think like, you know, the belief that you said not being good enough is probably one of the most common one that keeps us holding back. And uh, do you also find that, uh, especially when we grow up, that this is where society, teachers, parents, in good intentions, make us feel, well, not good enough is probably making you work harder, try more, stick with, you know, being the one who always does his homework? Or do you think that not good enough is insidious and needs to really change just in a in a general formula of motivating people to get to a successful life? Absolutely. I mean, we always say it's the, you know, it's the butt phrase, right? It's like, oh, well, you did really well, but I know you could even do better. Right. Now it's, we have this way of raising kids and teaching kids to try to push them, but what are they really hearing? They're hearing, ah, I did this, but it's like, whatever follows the butt is what we listen to, right? I mean, it happens in every single one of our days at work, right? We can have 10 different compliments and that one like, but you could have done this. And it's how we react to those, right? This is our culture that we're constantly like, we don't think about the positives that were said to us during the day. We don't think about like, hey, that was really good. You did a really good job there. It's the secondary. It's what comes next that we right. focus on. Right. What do you think is for someone who wants to or needs to relaunch, reboot, the best attitude to have? Mm. So there is, um, I am definitely in the mindset of doing the relaunch flip. And what is the relaunch flip? It really is looking at a situation and being able to turn that situation into something that you can think about and say there was a silver lining around it. And so I have a, um, I have a podcast and I've interviewed probably now about 150 people that have really had some intense relaunches in their life and where they are today. And one thing that I find so fascinating, whether it is 
you know, that they ended up being literally zipped up in a body bag um, from an accident, whether they lost limbs, whether they lost their children, their parents, their all these, you know, unbelievable um, stories. There was rape. There's, and I asked, I said, you know, if you could change something, would you? And it's so incredible to this day. I have not had one person say, no matter what they went through, I would change everything. I would go back and like erase time because it's their journey. It's where it's what they got through the resilience of the relaunch. It's what they were able to learn from and grow from, and then in turn serve from. And a majority are, you know, literally now giving back, trying to help others that may have gone through the same. And I think, you know, I'm sitting here as I'm saying that I'm like, that's, that's my story. You know, there's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of um, sadness in the past, but I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back and, you know, there's movies that talk about the sliding door, right? Moving that, moving that door over. And I am, I am so happy with where I am with the good, the bad, the ugly, and how I have managed to weather the storm. And by helping people understand that they've gone through. There is a great respect that I have for people and every single, every issue, every, every awful, horrific thing that we've had to face that they've had to face. There is a point of like, I respect that. I respect where you've come. I respect from where you come from. But then at that point, I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I have seen people go from despair from the darkest of, you know, the dark night and being able to get past it. And you have to be able to control the controllables as I go back to that. And what can you control? You can control your thoughts around situations. And until you can flip the script, until you can do the relaunch flip and have something, something, you know, you might have a absolute terrible divorce and he was just awful and he, you know, left you with nothing and all of that. But at some point, was there something at the very beginning that allowed you to learn something about yourself? Was there something in the process that you could say, mm, you got to go back and find those, find those like small, because once it's like a spark, once you can find the spark, then we can grow it in to truly relaunching you. But until you can actually say, all right, and it's uncomfortable and it's unpleasant. And it's like, oh, until you can like almost rework the script, re-identify re like how you have learned from the experience, even my mom's death. And I held her hand as she passed through the veil. And I was so just like, I mean, she was my rock. I talked to her five times a day. She was single. And so I, I thought, you know, I needed to kind of call her and, and be her beacon of light as well, even when she passed. And I, I, I allowed myself the time to mourn. I allowed myself to be like, I miss this woman. I miss this being. But then I realized that there was something that I needed to do with her story. And so I'm, I have a book coming out 
And it's all around the relaunches that people have, a lot of her stories that people have really resonated with that were like, oh my gosh, that is me. I get that, but I've never heard it that way. And here's some you know, different angles to look at it from a professional and a personal perspective. So in some ways, you know, all your stories and the people that you interviewed basically show that pain should not be avoided at all costs, because obviously it helps us to go through a transition and then eventually to a transformation. And I think that's a really, you know, counter societal uh, message because we do have a high attachment to comfort and instant gratification and wanting to have it all perfect. And if it's not happening, we get frustrated and irritated. So in your experience from your own life and the people that you interviewed, do you have a, a feeling that success also needs to be redefined? Because that's what we are kind of looking for success, meaning financial independence and, you know, beautiful trips. And maybe success is about, you know, learning more about the depths of yourself or your resilience or the things that you are here to share with the world as purpose. I mean, is, are we wrong with our definition of success? Here's the thing. And I truly believe this, that success as we define it is what is important for ourselves. Mm. And this universal, I need to have this, I need to make this amount of money. I need to have this type of person that's in my life. That's all based on cultural, right? And, and it, it's not global because there's different cultures throughout the world and there's different forms of what they are putting out there as success. What I, what I really want to share with people is success can come first and foremost, there has to be success within yourself. There has to be success can bloom when you have that ability to move from liking yourself to loving yourself. There is a great success there. And when you can do that, I work with people that say, you know, Hillary, I want to have that self-awareness. I want to have self-love. I definitely want that. But I also really want that really nice car. And I want that really, you know, great guy, great woman. And I really want, you know, the house and the job. And, that, and I say to them, that's great. That's perfect. Let's get you there. But again, we got to get back to the core so that when you get those things, you are actually content with them. Because I've also worked with people that have said, well, let me first, Hillary, help me get my company sold. Then we'll start working on myself. But I'm in this tough time crunch. I need to do this. This is really important. And so I'll say, all right. But I still weave in a little of the other. But in one example, this person ended up selling their company over, over a couple hundred million dollars. And I continued to work with him. And he ended up saying at the end, I said, so how does it feel? You did it. And he wasn't happy. He's like, I'm not in a good space. I, my, I have a terrible relationship with my wife. I have a terrible relationship with my kid. I'm not, I'm, and now I feel like I've lost my identity because I no longer am the CEO of this company. So I said, are you ready? Are you ready to go back? Are you ready to really, you know, look at this whole concept of 3HQ? 
And it's, it's a remarkable process because again, I told you, you know, it takes upwards sometimes of, you know, the 70 days and in doing so in 90 days, in 90 days, he had reinvented himself. He was operating from the heart, from his why, from his real why, not the why of like, Hey, from when I was little, I always wanted to, you know, have money. I always wanted to sell a company, but it became much more about who he was and how he was showing up. And once he did that, then his relationship with his wife turned around, his relationship with his kid turned around. He started to be like, all right, wait, now I really know what I want to be creating. And the alignment of all these different areas, he's like, oh my God, I never thought that I could have this. I never thought that I knew I could have the money, but I thought I had to give up one of the areas in order to do that. And a Mm. lot of people have that mindset that, hey, I've got a really great relationship, but my mm, business isn't really where it is. Why can't you have both? What Mm. limiting beliefs do you have that you're putting out there that says you can't have a great personal relationship with yourself, with your family? with your business, people around you, and that you can have a really successful professional life. Who's limiting you? Beautiful. Well, I think core values are really what you're talking about, about the whys, you know, what is it really what's important to you? And sometimes we just know our values, but we are associating them not with the right things like with money or career rather than happiness or contentment or purpose. But that brings me to a question that I like to ask my uh, guests. We are really facing an interesting time in the world right now. And it seems like more than maybe ever, especially also in the country, there is this huge divide where people just don't listen to each other anymore. They don't understand each other. It's very much also a frustration and anger that is building against someone who is not believing the way you want them to believe. What do you feel like is like, you know, the the opportunity? It could be saying, well, maybe this is a relaunch of a society. What is the opportunity and how can we approach it so that we find our way back together rather than going more and more into that rift? Mm, I love this. And I do call it a global relaunch. There is a definite divide. And what's happening is that we're reaching out for this like-minded people. Like I want like-minded people. It's us against you. And the way I really believe is that until we get to the point where, and again, I, I mentioned this at the beginning, until you get to the point where you start working on your own inner energy so that you can have the ability to attract like attracts alike, right? We know the law of attraction. And so if you're putting out there the negative energy and you might be like, but it's positive. I I love what I think. I know what I think is right because again, that's your beliefs. And we're always going to be looking to match our beliefs, but what if we could operate from like energy, like energy of we want to be out there not encouraging hate, not encouraging the blame, that group's wrong, this group's right, 
but really looking at it from that perspective of this is a, it's no longer this new norm that we're living, right? Take where we've been now we're, oh, we're this new, new normal. We're back. And people are like, well, I like it the way it was. And I want to go back. You can't have that. What we can have is a new normal. I'm excuse me, a new different, a new Mm -hmm. different, a new different is what we have to be willing to open ourselves up to. And I often do this thing when I'm working with clients and I, I put my hands together and I create a heart with my hands and then I open it up like a vessel. So it's opened up to that, you know, that world. We're so closed with our heart that you're actually limiting yourself and your own growth. If we can all look at it, like open ourselves up, give, give a little bit more of, you know, the, the love out there instead of really leaning into like being so confined to, I am now living in this form of energy at this lowest level, because that's what you're going to continue to bring into your world. And I do believe it's very much when we are closing our hearts that our minds go into survival mode. And when we are in survival mode, it is tribal us versus them. It is about, you know, wanting to be right. So I completely agree that learning to first like, and as you said, love yourself so that from that place, you have your identity. You don't need outside information to tell you what is right, what is wrong, who you should follow, who you should believe in. Just have that inner sense of groundedness certainly allows you then also to be more a source of peace and love than a source of hatred or divide. So how can people find out more about your work and listen to your podcast and all those good things? So you can go to, and thank you. Thank you for asking and letting me share what I believe can be life-changing to people. Um, You can go to our website and it is therelaunchco.com, therelaunchco.com. You can follow us on Instagram at therelaunchco.com. And then the podcast is the the silver lined relaunch, the silver lined relaunch. And again, the episodes are men, women sharing their journeys. And it, it helps with inspiration because you sometimes are like, Oh, I just don't, I don't see that I have a path. And if you can see that somebody else has been able to do it, then you have evidence that it can be done. Absolutely knowing that someone has reached from the deepest uh, valleys up to the mountaintop is always something that can motivate us and give us hope and yeah i love that theme of your podcast thank you so much for putting that out there is there any final message you would like to have the listeners and uh, viewers left with i would say that for those that feel like it's too late. I get that objection a lot. Well, you know what? My life is the way it is. I would ask you to go back and listen to this episode again. And we have thousands and thousands of people that have proven that all you need to do is take one small step forward. You can't be stuck and be taking one small step forward. So look for, look for the three HQ and how it can be 
utilized in your life, understand that the journey doesn't have to be difficult. It just has to be you making the decision, as I said, forking the ground today that you want to relaunch. Beautiful. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you and to have our little reboot of the interview. (laughs) Exactly. And you're always, you were so sweet. Like I said, you were so understanding about the snafu and it just, you know, again, is so in alignment with who you are. So thank you. Thank you. All the best. All the best to you.